we will not be held responsible for any hearing impairments or damage caused to you from excessive exposure to this sound. Hello, baby. <laughs> Network. From Red Rock Studios in Los Angeles, California, this is the Shiznit with your hosts, Damon, Amber Meshack, and Dino Red with Uncle Powers on sound effects. So now, put your hands together for the Shiznit. Well, all right. Welcome to another episode of The Shiznit. We do realize that you have choices in your podcast listening, and we appreciate you listening to us. Good day, baby girl. How are you? I'm doing well. How are you? All right. But I was talking to Damon. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> hey, D, what's going on, bro? Oh, howdy, 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 ho. <laughs> Uncle Powers. I'm good, man. I'm good. Even though we don't have a gangster in the studio today. but uh, <laughs> I guess Well, I she's can... kind of a gangster. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, she's, on, she's down for the brothers, so. Yeah, you know. that's gangster. Hey, now. Anyway, can't wait to talk to her. Actually, <laughs> to be honest, <laughs> I got some questions for this one. <laughs> you have questions for everyone. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah what don't know, you have questions? Yeah, Dino, I was going to say we need to redo our intro because the main sound effect that Uncle's on is basically the sound of his voice. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's true. Anyway, um, speaking of, so Amber, how are you? What's what's been going on with you? You know, same old, same old, just just uh, hustling along. I have a, a story, but I'm going to save it for the next, our next episode. Oh, come on now. Don't do us like that. How you Don't gonna... tell me you got a story and then not tell me what it is. What the, what's up with that? Yeah. Go <laughs> tell it on the mountain. Because <laughs> I don't want to take time out of uh, our, our oh, show. Oh, it's going to be a lengthy thing? Kind of long. So you can tell me private after the show is yep, done. Yeah, for right? sure. All right. He's got I, can't, a, he's, I can't wait till the next episode. He's got a million questions for you. <laughs> uh, yeah. Fuck you. <laughs> Fuck you. L- Lil Boozy's out. He's out of prison. You Is know? he really? Yeah, yeah. Yay, shout out to Lil Boozy. Who's Lil Boozy? I don't know. What's he in yeah. prison for? <laughs> yeah, I don't know that either. Uh, he's a rapper. Oh, okay. you know, But it's kind of like the release of Nelson Mandela in the <laughs> ratchet community. So... <laughs> <laughs> Well, all right. Shout out to Lil Boozy on uh, getting, getting the taste of freedom. Hopefully, he can stay out for a little while. Do you know what he was in for? I don't. I'm sure you could Google it. Yeah. Who is Lil Boozy? He's a rapper. I know that. Boozy, Lil Boozy. Pray we we, we giving applause for Lil Boozy? Yeah, man. <laughs> <laughs> He's one, a great black American hero, don't one, you know? One fewer black man in jail. We can mm. applaud that. Yeah. <laughs> 
Okay, well, uh, Damon. breaks in the house. <laughs> <laughs> What's been going on with you, man? Uh, not too much. Uh, the other uh, the other day, well, yesterday, I spent like three hours uh, in traffic uh, on my way to the comedy store. Um, and uh, well, by you know, by the time I got there, my uh, gas tank was empty and my bladder was full. <laughs> but uh, bad combination. <laughs> oh yeah, it was a terrible combination. But uh, it was actually a, a surprisingly good night. Uh, I went to see uh, some comedians and. Uh, for the you know usually when when you know you go to a comedy club you know some sometimes they're really really bad but this was a this was a, a you know even if they weren't funny they had good stage presence so uh, but it, yeah it that was, makes a big difference that yeah. Helped, yeah it really does yeah it was so but it was overall it was an enjoyable night nice hey now what about you Uncle Powers I know you got something to say well <laughs> after the highlight that uh, was uh, steak and bj day it's all been kind of downhill from there <laughs> <laughs> well i i had a well we we talked about that on the last show so yeah. well actually this show is well you know what since we let me pull the curtain back and explain to everybody what's going on we did two shows today the first show that we did earlier today we spoke about Steak and BJ Day, but we shouldn't have because the, that show won't air until, like, Easter, Easter Sunday. We recorded one and did what's called putting one in a can so that we can all enjoy Easter with our families and whatnot and still have a show for you all. I oh, hope nice. you appreciate it. Oh, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> so this show that we're doing now is the one that will air Monday that you guys are probably listening to now. So that's what's going on. So... <clears throat> We kind of talked about Steak and BJ Day, but it's actually going to be in the future when we talk about it. (laughs) It'll be resurrected. (laughs) Let's just say I had a good one. Let's let's put leave it at that. I had I had a great one. Yeah, you'll you'll find about you'll find out about our Steak and BJ Days uh, around Easter. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Uncle talks more about his than than I did mine, but mine was good. It was good. So um, we have a special guest for you guys today. Um, The very Talented writer, author, speaker, life coach, uh, male advocate, known as DT Linda Gross. Linda, thank you very much for joining us today. We appreciate you coming down and visiting with us. Thank you so much for having me. Hey. Glad to be here. <laughs> Glad to have you. <laughs> so you've written, what, like at least three books, correct? Yes. And what made you... What what made you decide to um, to be a male advocate? You know, you being a woman and all. You know, what made you? You know, most most women would take the position that we don't need any help. You know, we're the up in the males in the patriarchal society. You know, um, why not advocate for women? Okay, I was in a long term marriage. Got out of the marriage, back into the dating scene, and. I found that there were not that many men, good men, real men, men that had a backbone and uh, could lead and had character and, you know, all the great qualities that, that any girl would like. And I remember back in the day when this all started, and it was on the heels of Women's Lib. Women's Lib got started with a great premise, equal pay for equal work. And the ladies of the day couldn't solve that problem. So they just decided to take their hatred outward and hate on all men (laughs) rather than saying, I didn't, rather than taking ownership and saying, I didn't choose the right guy. My bad. 
Mm-hmm. And, starting, have to and starting over. I'm going to have to object. Excuse me. <laughs> that didn't take long at all. Amber, let, let her get a thought or two out before I'm you Yeah, go. yeah, yeah. I'm have let, to object let, with no. that characterization of the women's liberation movement. That's totally uh, stereotypical and a caricature. But go ahead. <laughs> how, okay. how, how, how did I know note? that Amber was going to take issue with some of the things that Linda was going to have to say today? Well, I feel that the women of the day uh, just decided that, you know, it's just been years, decades, four decades of male bashing, in my opinion, that um, they don't respect their men and they do a lot of things uh, to their, their men and their young men and their sons that makes them more womanlike, shall we say. And as a result, when they grow up, that's why there's not that many good men anymore, I think. So I think that men need a voice. I think we need to go back to what, you know, made us, what made you guys men. And, um, you know, Women's Lib, it had some good premises to it. It did accomplish some missions. But the, the, the one about the male bashing really gets on my nerves because I don't think you can liberate one sex to the detriment of the other sex. You can't elevate women and squash men at the same time. If you're going to liberate, you have to elevate both sexes. And I did not see that happening. Well, true feminism is about elevating both sexes. And so that's your caricature of what the women's liberation movement is about is complete bullshit. And no offense. And uh, do you feel that men were elevated or are elevated? I think that a lot of the um, first of all, I'm going to say this, even though I am a feminist and a womanist and I totally disagree with the majority of your premises. Mm-hmm. I do think you come to some valid conclusions. I also, you know, am <clears throat> single, and I do think there's a lot of bitch-like activity going on out there. But it's not co- because of the woman's movement. The, your, the causality that you're finding be- because of a, a movement that was designed to liberate and still, desi- still, you know, liberating folks and changing social norms, you know, Anytime social norms change, people are going to be dislocated and confused. And, yeah, I think men and women are in the process of redefining our our roles. So that is – but it also took place in the context of deindustrialization, the the types of jobs that are out there for men to be the breadwinner. Those opportunities don't exist. That's not because of the women's liberation movement. That's because of global economic changes. So – I mean, I think that it's really simplistic to say that women, you know, pushing for greater equality and more freedom and more self-determination negates men. It, to, they don't. It doesn't. In and of itself, it doesn't negate it. But I think the women of the day, and this has continued, that women do male bash. And that's not serving that's not, either gender that's any not good. Part, if, if they do, and we can argue that separately, that has nothing to do with the feminist movement that's not a part that's there's no feminist platform that includes male bashing that's your opinion that's you caricaturing what you see women doing Mm -hmm. i disagree but okay but you're not even part of the movement well well, (laughs) let me say this um since i I was the one who asked why you chose to speak to you know or uh, speak up for men and i have your answer let me say on behalf of men i thank you and i appreciate it um because the same things coming from you, coming from a man, is not the same thing. It's not. Right. It's not. It's not seen the same, and it you know doesn't carry the same weight, and it's seen in a different light, and it's kind of like eh, you know, guys would listen to it, you know, but women wouldn't. 
And um, some women probably still wouldn't. <laughs> anyway, but, you know, I thank you. I, 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 uh, I appreciate it. And, and it's true. It's like sometimes if a guy says the same thing that I'm saying, it doesn't get heard. It doesn't get listened to. Right. And then you just, you know, again, are, are quieted down or, oh, you're crazy or you're a misogynist or, you know, all these other terms. So, right. you know, it, it almost feels like a woman has to speak up, um, you know, to, to, uh, to bring this to light. But, right. being, but being a woman and being a misogynist are not mutually exclusive. You can be both. Yeah. Uh, I got to tell you, when, before I started reading your book, I really uh, thought it was going to be another, you know, men are from Mars, women are from Venus kind of thing. And I was really not expecting much out of it. But I have to say I was very pleasantly surprised. And I, I haven't gotten through very much of it, but what I've seen so far, because um, I, I have, you know, read on this topic and um, I've read books that don't really relate directly to the topic, but do give insight into uh, our behaviors like um, evolutionary theory and like books like um, The Selfish Gene that talk about how our genes uh, impel us to, to certain behaviors, you know. So I really didn't expect to find much that was new in your book, but I was, I was very, very pleasantly surprised and I uh, can't wait to get into it with you. That warms my heart. Thank you very much. And I do address a good portion of the book is relating to biology, DNA, our synaptic functions, our reactions. A yeah. lot, you know, the, the age-old question, is it nature or is nurture. it nurture? Right. right. I think a lot of people think, oh, you know, we're human beings. It's got to be nurture. It's got to be your environment. Right. But my research showed just the opposite, that, you know, I took the research back to 10,000 years ago to see how the cavemen would have acted in, in these sorts of relationship types of behaviors and in my um, my extraction from all that is not that much has changed. A lot of our actions and reactions to ourselves, to our environment, to the opposite sex are driven in biology. And that's one of the titles of your other books, correct? The, the Caveman? Or? Well, actually, I renamed the book. The former name was The Caveman Formula, okay. and the current name was part of the subtitle. The current name is Mastering Women. Oh, okay. Yeah. So this one that that I'm reading is the the, the caveman formula. Yes, it, the same it formerly okay. was the caveman formula. Okay. Correct. So yes. uh, on that topic, one of the things, and I actually was so uh, impressed by this that I actually copied it out and made a note of it. I made a I've made a couple of notes so far from your book, but one yeah. of them is this, and it's the part uh, pretty pretty early on in the book where you explain the fact that uh, men can more easily separate sex and emotion, where, whereas women have a more difficult time to do that. And right. we all know that. I mean, that's not new news. Right. But you give an explanation for that that I had never heard before, and that's the oxytocin connection. Yes. Right. I had never heard that, that when after a woman has sex, her body is flooded with oxytocin, right. which basically... Uh, causes her to... It's the bonding chemical. Yeah, it's the bonding yes. hormone. Yes, yeah. absolutely. And men don't have that reaction, yeah. right? They, well, they, sort men of. do have they it. Do we have, have a lower level. got to read a little further in the book, okay. bro. Okay, so oh, okay. from, from the <laughs> women's point of view, uh, they, they get that oxytocin dump, it's a hormone dump, into their system upon having sex, as, as you just mentioned. And from the men's point of view... Testosterone is a canceling agent mm. to oxytocin. Mm. So men do have it, but because of testosterone, it gets nixed out. Wow. So if you go ask your grandpa's day, how was it done back then? Back then, you know, there was no pill. 
and you know sex was not free and loose so the the grandpa had to date and court his woman before having sex so the way the way that that a man builds up uh, oxytocin is by letting 90 days go by so if you don't have sex with that same woman for 90 days you'll have an oxytocin build also, really? what I call it's that's when you quote unquote fall in love. It takes men 90 days to fall in love. Well, but so, can we well, go so, back real quick to yeah. the title of this book, yes. Mastering Women? Now, can you imagine? Can you imagine <laughs> oh, any other book? Can you imagine a book on Amazon or on any bookshelf called Mastering Black People? Mastering Asians. That shit would be so Mastering not. Dating. You know what? A you lot know, of that women. That would be so not uh, <laughs> acceptable. That's so crazy. Cool. <laughs> there, I'm so glad we have a woman on the panel. Um, <laughs> there, are, the there, there are two definitions <laughs> of the word. There are two definitions of the word master. One definition is obviously the, the slave and the landowner, and the other definition is to become oh, an expert at. at. Yeah. So it would be like Tiger Woods writing a book on mastering your golf swing. And in but, my context, in my definition, this book, and Uncle will tell you a little bit, is not about domination whatsoever. No. It's not the first no. definition. It's about how to become an expert on women. So Dealing when you with when women. you right, exactly. when you really know what they're about, right. it just makes it that much easier for a, the guy to win her over. Right, but that's very different. Mastering golf. Golf is a an ob- is a noun. It's a it's an object. No, it's there's not a, two definitions. Okay, so don't me, mis- no, mistake but, the definition. I'm not mistaking the definition. I was an English major. Thank you. Okay. But oh, mastering. Boy. Golf, yes. golf is an object. It's it's not a human being. Mastering women, it, it it would have been different if you named it mastering the art, you know, mastering the art of dealing with women or mastering having relationships with women. That's something. That's a skill or that you could develop and mastery over. Right. But not master women. That's right. It it cuts right right to the point. And there is already a book called Mastering the Art of Women. I didn't want to go there. And I didn't want to go mastering relationships because men could, on, in general, could care less about relationships. But it doesn't men, take long it, for Relationships you to... are something that a man looks toward if he gets his needs met. But initially, that's not the top note of what a man is going for. The, the top point. note of what a woman is going for is a relationship. But that word does not appeal to men. Just you know, on a quick note. And, and your audience for the book is men, is right? Is men. And the, right. so that ti- I think that, that title is – and I, I don't know. And it's very clear early on that she's trying to, um, to get the, the two sexes to understand each other better and open up communications and, and, and foster, you know, a, a stronger relationship. It's not about, you know, how to, how to dominate women or anything. That's it, very clear. Right. It's, it's very clear. Um, and I think that I think it's a perfect title. I, I can't say whether or not it's an offensive title from a, woman, a woman's point of view mm-hmm. because I'm not a woman. And what, maybe what maybe if you Andrew saw mastering blacks or mastering black folks, what would you? How would what would you? What would your immediate? Uh, well, well, that would, would be. Well, that think, would be going yeah. back to the first definition, which it's not, not. necessarily. Yeah, I, I well, I think. Either definition of the word master in that context, I think I'd have a problem with because why? <laughs> I, I would, the question that would come to my mind is why would anyone want to be expert at black people? Who, who would want that and why? I mean, but I can easily answer the question when it comes to, to women. Who would want to be able to master having interaction with women? 
Men do. I know I do. Yeah. And I've got a woman that I, I've got a wife that I love dearly, and I think we have a great relationship. But if the, if someone can tell me a way to improve that relationship, to help me master her, or to help her master me, to help us master each other, I'm down for that. And you know, I I, I know you're a feminist, and I I had a feeling that you were gonna, you're you were going to bristle at the title of this book and the subject matter of the book and the subject matter of this conversation. It's but not the I subject think, matter that I have a problem with. It's the approach and the oversimplification and the stereotyping. But, but again, men you have like to keep simple, in mind, yeah, men you, like direct. Exactly, you got to keep in mind her audience. Her audience isn't you in this book. This, right, her but, audience is me. But you're not going to foster improve gender relationships by perpetuating stereotypes there's nothing in the book no there there is she just said she just said two stereotypes one that you know women you know it's much more difficult for women to separate sex from relationships that's a stereotype that is a stereotype it's not a fact it's a fact it's not a fact it's not a fact and and also saying that women's first priority. If she says it's not a fact more than you say it's a fact, I think she wins. No, so no, 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 okay. no, no. There, huh? no. I mean, just because that's the case with some women. Look, you can't throw away ten thousand years of patriarchy just like you can't erase ten thousand years of biology. Well, if you know, wait, 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 you can never write about. You can never write anything. Right. That's but let exactly. Me, but let me finish my point. I'm not saying that it, everything has to apply to everyone. I'm saying you, because women's ability to separate sex from reproduction is so recent, less than you know, really one generation Maybe away. Maybe since the pill, yeah. Right. Exactly. So therefore, the the cost of of, of a woman being sexual for all of human history has been so much greater than we've seen in the last generation. So, you know, we only have one or two generation of women who've had the opportunity to express and explore their sexuality without being unduly burdened by, you know, overwhelming childbearing. So I, I, you can't throw that history away. But I she mean, doesn't. There's okay. nothing that she said either today in this room or anything in the book I, that, I, that I, throws that history away. I, I, I think that, She's just saying that there's that, a difference, and you, you just agree no. that there is a difference. You gave a reason for that difference, but you agree that there's a difference. Right, but I think that the putting the causality on a chemical, just a simple oxytocin rather than – and I'm not saying there is not a biological basis for much of our behavior. There obviously is, right? Mm-hmm. But it, it's not, we're not biologically deterministic animals right we have social yeah, but she's not we have cultural we have history i would suggest two things one read the book i did read two, excerpts of it i'm not gonna two, read the book let's listen to what <laughs> she's got to say well the, the the title obviously is very provoking and you know the thought is if if women disagree again the book is not aimed at women but if the women disagree at the title maybe they'll get so pissed off that they'll pick it up to say what the heck is this book no what what they probably do is they'll read clips of it and then make their opinions formed on that that's possible too so but anyway Anyway, that's I, i didn't invite you here so we could argue um uh, feminism politics. I invited you here <laughs> so I could learn some shit. That's yeah. why. I, that's why I invited you here. I, I want to learn some stuff. Learn some stuff from you. Some, some, you know, hear about some more things that are in your book. So um, let's 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 get back. Let's get back to that. So um, you were well. You know what? Actually, before we do get in, I do have one question that's kind of bugging me a little bit about the book. Um, one small, little, tiny, tiny criticism. Or not even criticism, but a question about it. I felt like there was a a, a a big preamble. You know, there was a lot of how do I say this? Um, 
I think we've all been to um, those uh, multi-level marketing meetings, <laughs> right? You ever been to one of those? Everybody's yeah, been to one of those, and yeah. they're all the same. They're playing simply the best in the background, and then there's all this, <laughs> there's all this hype. In fact, and- I have an opportunity for you after the show. <laughs> <laughs> there's all this, 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 this the, the big, the, the, the big wind up, the, the build up. Yeah, the build up, the sales pitch, all the. And ninety nine percent of the time, it's like you know, a lot of the people they're all they're all engaged. And I'm I'm not one guy that's looking around like, really, you guys are buying this? Can you just cut to the chase? Can we get to the point? Just give me the. And usually, when you get something like that, what follows is very disappointing. And I kind of felt that way about your book, except what followed was good. It was good. I was I was pleasantly surprised and impressed, but all of that. All of that stuff before, it was like I felt like I was being sold. Like, what, what was that about? You, do you know what I mean? Do you understand what I? You're yes, about, I like, do. The and, the, and, the, and all that stuff. There was a lot. The, there was a the, lot the of. Book, there was a lot yeah. going on before the book started. There was interviews and testimonies and forewords, and it was more than I can recall of any other book. I appreciate your comment, and the book is getting a total revamp, mm. and a lot of that will be dumped in the back of the book under an appendix. Good. So I we're going to we're going to have like one or two pages of here I am, and then jump right into it. Okay. So yes, that that is being addressed, and good point. Okay. Yeah, I saw I saw a lot of that too at the beginning, but I mean I didn't even bother reading it. I just oh, skipped good. to the the table chapter of contents one. and uh, went to Look, chapter one. Yeah. There we go. I never read the full. And the and the cover also is sort of very elementary. That's being, I pulled off the old cover, um, and that's getting completely redone as well. So look for that in the coming weeks. I'm, in fact, uh, mid this week, we're having a complete photo shoot, and it's going to be very upscale, very clean and nice, and you know, very attractive for any guy to pick that up and read it. Cool. Sounds good. So what, what, what did you want to learn? Uh, what, 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 what can you teach us? Well, I like I said, I, I haven't gotten very far in the book, but there were a couple. I don't things. think he was talking to you. <laughs> I think he was talking to Linda. <laughs> oh. <laughs> what, what, what can you teach us about male and female relationships? Well, I think a lot of times women do come from the place of well, I think about relationships, so men think about relationships. I think this way on sex, so men think this way on sex. So the first chapter is blowing you know blowing off all of those misconceptions i think we have such huge gaps in communications because and men do this too they're guilty of it in the other direction they assume that the opposite sex sex thinks just like them mm-hmm. and they make all these crazy assumptions which are absolutely not true so um the couple might start from point a and they might both want to get to point z but how they get there are a million miles away from each other. You know, um, men are going to go for the linear. Women are going to go, typically, are going to go for more a more holistic approach, which is um, like if you ever saw what a DNA mo- molecule looks like. It's it's like a it's a circle. It's curves. It's spirals. It's you know they don't they're not direct. Oftentimes, women think that the direct approach is confrontational, and for many women, they've been trained and socialized to not be direct. So um, anyway. <laughs> no <Good>. shit. <laughs> so, yeah, I think uh, dispelling the myths and the assumptions that are made a- around the opposite sex, it's a very first, it's a very important first step. No, but I, I actually agree with that. I don't want to 
again, I, I, I don't want to, I'm not trying to bash you or your book. Yeah. I, there's a lot of things that you said that I, I definitely agree with the, with the conclusion to, I just don't agree with the, the process that you, by which you arrived there. Um, do you, uh, now, do you think this, this, uh, this biological, I don't know, uh, drive. This biological drive. Uh, does that change as we age, um, or is it, or do men and women still basically feel the same way about uh, like men think that? Well, you know, I, I can hit it and quit, and she'll be all right. And she's like, oh, he, you know, he loves me. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I- I think the at the onset, biology is very important. And the reason why that biology is there is for the survival of the species. Mm-hmm. That's why that DNA is there. So, you know, way back in the day, you know, hundreds of uh, thousands of years ago, um, you know, there was no marriage. I think marriage is a institution that was invented for the benefit of women and children. Mm-hmm. So way back in the day, it was hit it and quitted, mm-hmm. meaning that you had your group of guy friends and you were roaming from city to city to find food okay that's basically it was survival right. all right so when you came to a particular town or a village you kind of sized up the, the ladies who were down there and what you wanted to do when there was only 2,000 people on the earth is you wanted to populate her mm-hmm. and move on to the next town mm-hmm. there was no point in populating and staying with her back then mm-hmm. because guess what uh, the child might die might not survive the pregnancy, or she might die and not survive the pregnancy. And that way you've lost two of them, not just one. So back in the day, it was hit it and quit it. Like you you did it and you moved on to the sea. So God wanted us to get around. God wanted to get around. Be fruitful and multiply. Yeah, I got to get back to church. (laughs) um, And then if we fast forward to modern day, what, based Uh on my research that I have, uh, you know, in addition to my academic research, I also also interviewed 20,000 men to write this book. So it's it's my um, assumption from doing all this interviewing that around the age of between 32 and 35, mm-hmm. something kicks in with the guy and says, okay, been there, done that. What else is there? Yes, I like sex. I'm not going to give up sex, mm-hmm. but maybe I do want to with one woman. Maybe I do want to start a family. And some of these social um, attributes start kicking in. So, yeah, it's a time thing also. Uh, Age thing. No, go ahead. ahead. I've also read that uh, uh, as far as, uh, you know, when we we talk about um, our, I guess, early in our evolutionary uh, um, state. Growth, yeah. Evolutionary growth. That uh, in, in a lot of cases, women looked for the uh, the biggest, strongest male to mate with, and then she Still would. Still do. <laughs> and then she, after that, she Maybe would look strong for, as a wallet. And because uh, one of the reasons that women are drawn to men with high testosterone faces is because they, she feels like that they can give her the strongest child or whatever. And uh, and then after that, they they find the guy who is has more feminized features because he's the one that's going to take care of her. He's going to. Uh, um, uh, he's Be more nurturing. He's, yeah, he's more nurturing. He's going to raise the family or whatever. He's going to be a better provider. Uh, it, it was that. Did you find any of that in uh, in your so research? She wants, she wants to get knocked up by a thug and, and marry a, a wimp. Huh? Yeah, yeah, pretty much. Yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, somebody she can 
control. <laughs> well, I, d- I disagree uh. with the nurturing aspect. Mm-hmm. I think women choose that kind of men when, when women do choose that that nurturing kind of guy mm-hmm. is because number one, it's non-threatening. Mm-hmm. Number two, there's no threat for like him forcing sex on you. Mm-hmm. Um, so, and number three, it makes the guy be more woman-like, which is more comfortable to a woman. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, but biology-wise, yeah, they're going to choose a guy with higher testosterone. They're going to choose, they're going to want to have the alpha dog the because you go back to nature. It's protect and provide. And there's a reason why um, nature made, a, made you guys bigger, better, stronger, faster in most cases mm-hmm. than a woman is because, um, you know, let's say she is threatened. In, in, you know, e- either 100,000 years ago or even today, if she's got a man by her side, that man can step in and protect that woman, protect the child where she is not able. I mean, unless she has a gun in her hand, you know, in most cases, the, the threat or the guy is going to overrule her physicality. So, yeah, that's, that's an important quality that women subconsciously look for. So we need a provider and she needs a, a protector. protector. Yeah, protect and provide. Yeah. <laughs> or protect and serve. Right? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> they want the LAPD. Well, yeah, they, yeah, they, when they marry a cop, that's what they're looking for. Someone who's going to protect and serve. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Okay. Well, one of the things that, that I thought was another uh, point that you raised that I thought was fascinating, and I, I don't know anything about the, you know, the research behind it, but you point out that men are visual mm-hmm. and women are auditory. Right. But only when it comes to the opposite sex. No, only when it comes to sex. Sex. When it comes to non-sexual things. Then they switch roles. Then they switch roles. That was, that blew my mind when I read Okay, like a sound engineer or someone, you know, those types of professions where you need sound, you know, like film editing and... Right. Those are not sexual topics. In that case, it switches the other way. So the man becomes auditory. Right. When it's not like like when stuff. when you're talking about professional or um, hobbies, like you know you know you always hear of guys wanting you know the biggest TV, the biggest you know stereo equipment, the biggest you know audio equipment, you know. Yeah, that, when that it really comes to like non-sexual things, it's all about the auditory. And that that really hit home with me because I really am like an audiophile. I always try and get like the best headphones yeah. and um. And all, so I, I don't know, you know, if that supports your theory, but it, it really did hit home with me. But when it comes to to sex, I am very visual. I mean, there it's, you it's, go. It's what a woman looks like that's going to attract me first, not the things that she says. So exactly. uh, right. I mean, that's just anecdotal. It, it Unless she says, "Mike, I want you." <laughs> <laughs> I'm In sorry, the bookstore. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so, but yeah, so, that was fascinating. I, yeah. I had never heard anyone say that before. Had you seen that anywhere before you wrote it? That the that the man and the the woman switch auditory and visual roles. Of course, I mean th- this was my assumption, and then I did the the homework. I did the research to support you know my theories. And other people of have course. have noticed that as well. Yes, of course. Okay. Yeah, I thought that was fascinating. Yeah, and if you turn the put the shoe on the other foot, if you ask a woman, you know, what's your type? Most women will get offended. I don't have any type. I go for his personality, which is the opposite, which means that women are not looking for a physical type generally. Generally, they want to see what's on the inside. They're looking his, for somebody who can spit that game. Huh? <laughs> what's that personality like? So, yeah. Is that what you're looking for, Amber? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, 
According to this book, I don't exist. I'm like a, I'm like a female unicorn. So no, I mean I uh, I definitely have a type. Um, most of my female friends definitely have, you know, we physical preferences. What's I mean, your type? My type is d- definitely the alpha male and uh, tall and fit and um, you know with nice features and dark hair typically. Um, I tend to have I was a look. doing good till she got to the dark hair. <laughs> I tend to have a look that so, I go show us for. some of your older pictures. But, um, <laughs> but for me, I mean, attraction, physical attraction, is very important, and sexual chemistry in a relationship is very important. That's actually one of the um, the things that I disagreed with, where you place um, you place uh, women women uh, you say that women place looks like seventh out of ten. I I really disagree with that. I, I disagree not, with it too. <laughs> I do not think it is nowhere near, nowhere near that low. I believe that some women can, uh, you know, obviously be be, you know, uh, have it that low on the list. I don't believe that's the norm. Um, I definitely believe you know that they're not as visual as us men are and all that, but. No, I definitely do not think that seventh is uh, is, is well. My first exception realistic. to that rule is the twenty-something-year-old woman, right? I know, and that's that part, that's yeah. because of all the media that we have today that that objectifies actually both sexes today. <laughs> you know, you see the uh, what is it? The wishbone commercial where the guy is ripping his shirt off and showing his pecs, mm-hmm. and and you see shows like you know Ellen and the talk shows, and the first thing they say is, well, let's see what you got under there. Let's mm-hmm. see your six-pack. So we've been socialized to also, women have been socialized to also, I- of recent day, to look for the physicality in things. Um, no one in this room falls into that <laughs> demographic. <laughs> no. <laughs> so... Yeah, it's it's been the so- socialization I have, I have, I have of a myself. yeah of uh, <laughs> social media and TV and and what have you. But uh, you know, there, there's also you can go to these these men who are uh, you know very productive in society and they they they're high earners and they have high status and they're ugly as hell and they're with women who are tense. Yeah. It's like and and people keep asking me how does that happen? And it's because, you know, she's looking for the protector provider and he fits that bill and she's the model type but he's ugly as hell. So that still continues on today. Well, yeah, yeah. no. I um don't get me wrong. I I do know and believe that that, you know, if the guy uh is successful, you know, and uh well off that you know he he's allowed to there's there's much more forgiveness in the looks department let's just leave it at that or if he talks but, a good uh, game. right yeah. right um but yeah i i definitely think though that he has to have you know the wallet to back it up you know um i believe if 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 it was just 7th out of 10 as you suggest then i think there'd be more broke ugly guys with women <laughs> Exactly. So, and and, and there's not. And even in the case, (laughs) even in the case of the rich guy, you know, it's a certain type of woman that's going to dismiss the the attraction, you know, for the 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 trade off. Because I mean, I've definitely dated guys who were well off, and the, you know, I just couldn't sustain the relationship because the the underlying attraction wasn't there, Um, you know, and I. No, no, you, you finish, finish, please. No, I guess I, I'm just saying, I guess for me, I don't necessarily, I would definitely like to have a partner that, um, you know, enhances our, our combined lifestyle. But I guess 
for you to be the provider is not the primary thing I'm looking for. Definitely the pr- protector. I think that's a, a role that still, you know, women... That's that very to- sexist of you to say. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, I mean, we live in a sexist world, right? Like, th- some of this is reality. <laughs> I mean, we do. We do. We live in a sexist world. Yeah, we, we're on a sexist podcast. <laughs> Every time. I'm a sexist girl. I live in a sexist world. Um, I, 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 uh, one of my, my, my observations seems to be that, that women, while, yes, a, a very good-looking man, a very good-looking alpha male will, you know, probably doesn't have to work as hard to, uh, to attract women. Uh, guys who have, and, and they're not necessarily rich, but guys who know how to know how to uh, uh, appeal to a woman's ego, um, uh, even if they're not attractive, not physically attractive, they seem to be able to um, to to attract a, a lot of women. There, and there are guys who are good looking, who you know just you know they're not good at it. They they right. um, you gotta ha- you gotta bring the game. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I think that's probably one of the top notes that women look for. It's it's you gotta mm-hmm. be confident. You have to be assured. Uh-oh. You four have C's. to be. You have you four yeah, C alert. Those four C's do kick in absolutely. Mm-hmm. So that's what they're looking for. Yeah. Yeah, you can have somebody that's ugly and broke as a guy, mm-hmm. but you know what? He's probably got the, two of those four C's going on. What are he's, the four he's, C's? Cock, cunt, cunnilingus, <laughs> and kissing. Oh god! <laughs> <laughs> so I got I to I... read further into that book. <laughs> no, I'm 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 kidding. Obviously, uh, there. Um, what is it? Uh, character. No, that's the that's the last one. The first one is um, confidence. Confidence, connection, caring, and then uh, char- uh, character and uh, uh, continuing. C- consistency. Uh, consistency. That's five yeah. So what I did is I I invented this one. formula. That's why the former book name was called the Caveman Formula. That if the guy possesses, you like that title better, Amber? <laughs> no, she doesn't like that. I, I think it's more accurate. <laughs> <laughs> um, if the guy possesses these four characteristics, and I call these characteristics core drives, they are animal drives. They're they are drives that are within us they are inherent that somehow over the last couple of decades we've unlearned and forgotten how to do them men have unlearned how to be men and uh, by the same token i think that a lot of women have unlearned how to be feminine Mm -hmm. okay so anyway back to the four c's that if you do these four c's confidence the reason why the bad boys win out is because they have an abundance of confidence so, um, I don't care what you think. <laughs> right, yeah. right. And the other one, that the, the second one is connect with her. You have to find commonality between the two of you. Otherwise, what's the point if you don't have that, that bond? If you're not, if you're not making her feel better by being with you, there's, there's no connection there. Like you were saying that you might not feel the attraction. So, um, that's, that's an important core trait that, that women need to, to, to feel. The third C is caring. If you don't give a rip, that shows. So, again, you're not going to connect with her if, if, if there's no caring there. And the fourth C is what I call character or sometimes consistency. You have to talk the talk, walk the walk, say what you mean, mean what you say, and be consistent with it. And that's a very alluring trait because it makes the woman feel very secure and comfortable and safe with you. So, um, you know, she doesn't want to choose a relationship or a husband or, or, or bring a family into the picture if she can't count on you. 
I mean, that's a, it's a very important trait that we've strayed away from. Mm-hmm. So I want to do, I want to con- conduct a little research right here and now with yeah. Amber. Amber, if you had the choice to choose a man who was very physically attractive to you, but lacked all of the four C's, <laughs> or a man who was physically unattractive, but ha- had all of the four C's, which would you tend to choose, do you think? Well, clearly the answer is I'm single, but um, <laughs> I would not choose either. I mean, those are not good choices, right? Um, but I think that the four C's, that's, that's common sense. To me, you know, of course you need to have connection. Of course you have to show caring. Of course, you know, there has to – you. I, nobody wants to be with somebody who's insecure and, you know, self-hating and, and a kind of a mess, right? So I think this is common sense. I don't Men think, do. <laughs> so, some men, some men, but not, I don't think most men. Um, for a little while, we can handle it. <laughs> right, but not for a life partner, right? You don't want your wife to be... No, I was thinking like I a mean, couple look, hours. Right, 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 right. <laughs> but, I mean, your, your wife, you, I mean, she's great. She's strong. She's very confident, you know. So... Um, by the I, way, it's it's the the sexes aren't the same. Again, let me make that comment. I didn't say that because they're, the, they're the four the same. C's for men are different I didn't than the say four that C's the same. for for women. I didn't say that they're the same, yeah. but those four C's happen to be pretty universal. They're not like because you're assuming that the sexes think no, the same. No, I don't. Way. Think, I don't assume they that. don't apply to both I don't sexes. assume that, and I didn't say that. Okay, that's I'm, your inference. Okay, whatever. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so back to the question. I mean, I think that. For in order so for, in order for guys, in order for you to have a successful relationship, there has to be a balance of you know physical sexual attraction. Right between those two guys, though, you would you would not have a preference between the two of them. Both of them are equally. She said no, you, you can't choose. have a relationship where where something foundational to the relationship is missing. You can't. You can't have a. You can't have a relationship. Or I can't. Some people can. Some people can totally compartmentalize it. That's like the woman who can totally put aside sexual. Attraction. I can answer for her. Okay. Okay, because I, I think I got a feeling I'm gonna get a much shorter, to the straight <laughs> answer uh, to, from you than from her. So, what is what is Amber's answer? And 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 this is not like picking on Amber. I think it would be for for uh, most people who are or visual. I would say the the uh, the one with the looks because no that that you can see up front. The other stuff you might not find out for a minute. You know what I mean? You don't know about these other things until you've been invested for a while. But without and that initial... the first thing you see doesn't attract you, you're not going to spend exactly. the time to learn the... Right. So, so it's more likely, not intentionally, but at least by accident, that they'll end up with the guy who has the looks, but the, not the other things, because they didn't know he didn't have the other things until after they got involved with him. Thank you, Amber. You're welcome. <laughs> Glad to be of service. So no one at this table is less than 30? Is that mm. what we're saying? Uh, no. We don't say that on air, but... <laughs> I don't know about Amber. No, she she might be less than 30, Shut but the rest of us... Uh... Is she le- that's what I'm... No. In a polite yeah, way, that's no. what I'm do going Do I after. look less than 30? Yeah, you do, actually. Oh, yeah. 29? I'm going to need for you to replay that over and over and over again. I See, you now you now, said now, something I was that Amber agrees with. I was going to say, now you can start being nice to her. <laughs> no, we're all the same well, age. Well, if you're over 30, we're all the same age. You're no, we're not. Right, we're past a minute. all no, we're in not. the same age group. Yeah. Well, the, 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 the group the has, same a, has a big scale. And it <laughs> you think? Well, it's, it's, it's fairly significant, I think. I mean, it's well, if you're over thirty, it's only by a minute. I'm over. <laughs> I think Amber just whispered that she's. because <laughs> she soaks in palm olive. Yeah. I know I can only push Amber so far. 
So let me address address the the bad boys. I it's my contention from my research that the bad boys do have second C and third C, which is connect with her and caring, but they are doing it in a fake manner. Right. It's it's just it's get, not just authentic. It. Just to get in your pants. Just to get what their needs are. So they're faking it till they make it. But they don't. the The, the guy that has all four C's will win out. Because he's got the character to back it up, that it's not fake, it's not disingenuous like the bad boy is putting out. I don't think I don't think that works until um, women are in their their plus thirties and twenties. That stuff it, it it doesn't matter. Those other C's and all that stuff, I don't think it matters to them in the least bit. <laughs> they, just want, they just want a ball and thug. That's, that's yep. That's all. That's what they all want. <laughs> I'm convinced of that. Wait, 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 wait. Is Amber nodding her head yes in agreement to that? I mean, I like I said, I've said multiple times. I agree with a lot of the conclusions. I just think a lot of the reasoning is totally, you know, incorrect. But ab- absolutely, I mean, guys in their 20s are not interested in settling down, you know, and partially it is biologically driven, which is why I don't know if you guys heard about the Princeton mom, you know, her, have you guys heard about this? No, what's that? So she's kind of like, um, I think she'd be somewhat in, in your vein talking about kind of how women need to kind of approach marriage in a more serious way and they should be looking for their mate when they're in their 20s and you know at college and stuff because that's really where you're gonna have the best pool of men that are going to be the providers and etc and the main problem i have with her thesis is that guys in their 20s aren't interested in settling down like even though she may be right that you know of course if you go to princeton that is going to be the best pool of men that you're going to probably find in your life but you're not going to get a 20 something princeton guy to settle down with you like the chances of that are like slim now who stereotype? Well, not only that, it's probably <laughs> not a good idea anyway. Yeah, it's not, yeah, I wouldn't endorse it either. Right. I, I say in my book that you guys shouldn't even you know think in a ser- serious vein until at least past age you know twenty five. You know, get your schooling done, get your education done, get your 35. get your career <laughs> kick started. Yeah, I mean, you know, I know for women it's a little harder because you've got the biology oh, yeah. and the t- clocks ticking and whatever. So, you know, it, it, women have less time at this effort than do right. men. But to start doing uh, male, you know, mate searching at age 18, 19, oh, my gosh. You know, it's too young. Right. I agree, but that's yeah. I, I, um, I, I So you don't even think a woman should start trying to look for a mate at that young age? I she would say even, after it's twenty for women, twenty five and after. She didn't even know who get, she is. Get at something that point. going on. It's like mm-hmm. have have your core going. You know, a lot of these young women, they decide that they, you know, oh, I'm cute. You know, I've got the look, so I don't have to be smart, or right. I don't have to go to school, or I don't have to get a good job because you know Prince Charming's going to come along and sweep me off my feet. And to a certain extent, that that philosophy is is correct that is yeah, what's happening look good today enough, that's probably but what's really going to happen to get a really good guy when he's you know 32 and you're 28 or whatever he doesn't want that kind of woman yeah. he mm-hmm. wants something substance. a woman that has more substance that has more going on and yeah. you've got to put your dues on you you don't you're, you're not going to hatch and be 18 and have that right and well, then also we have to be realistic about the fact that prince charming doesn't always stay i mean in our age demographic now we do see people coming out of marriages into second and third marriages and you know some of those women who thought that they were going to be taken care of are just asked out <laughs> yeah they're not getting alimony <laughs> <laughs> uh, one of the one of the things i, I i've noticed about 
uh, uh, male and females uh, as far as attraction goes. Uh, and men, men are much more visual when it comes comes to uh, sexuality. I, I I actually agree with that one hundred percent. Is you rarely hear about men saying, "Well, you know, I didn't like her at first, but you know, after I got to know her, she grew on me." Yeah, it, it's usually man. I thought she was hot. Right. Yeah, and she man, grew off me. I, uh, yeah, <laughs> I can't believe I married this bitch. <laughs> Yeah, Man, pretty much. You should have seen her when she was younger. <laughs> right. But but women they they seem to you know thing was you know I just I was just Damon, and then you know I, I got to know the guy and I was like you know he, he kind of grew on me. Well, it? she actually talks about that in her book too. I think mm-hmm. all those ex- that 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 part was a uh, very. Uh, very hard to read <laughs> about that. Oh, and the the confession. Oh, I was mad at you for a minute. <laughs> all the, all the dumping the guy for mixing the exits and all that kind of craziness. Oh, uh, I've oh uh, yeah. We've yeah. Wait, I think we've, we've been well. That um, women uh, basically are kind of like their filter is going when they first date you, and they're looking for all the signs and the red flags, whatever, and basically reasons to, to not to not go out with you. And uh, she was saying that some of the uh, the reasons that women, you know, dumb guys is, is kind of ridiculous. And she said that she's ashamed of uh, some of the, the reasons that she uh, dumped guys. And she gave some examples of a guy. And yeah, she dumped the dude for missing the exit on the freeway. Yeah. 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 Oh, God. Like, she would like, hate me. Going to, I have no it, sense of direction. And again, it goes back to the confidence gene, you know, the the alpha guy. I mean, this guy, we were going to a party, one of his friend's house, and he had been to this person's house many, many times. It was my first time, but he had been many, many times. And, you know, I did the feminine thing, and he passed the exit, and I didn't say anything. And he passed exit number two. I didn't say anything. By the third exit, I'm like, honey, do you know where you are? I think we might be a little further than you know and i just had to play dumb and inside i was like screaming like you dummy how could you not know where your friend lives so he had gone three exits too far and of course we had to turn around and come back and i'm like let's get there today you know (laughs) so yeah i think um i think for a, a lot of women you know women throw up Thousands of roadblocks uh, as to why to dismiss you. Yeah, I had this. this you know? there's this one. There's one woman I'm thinking of in particular who she she um, approached me first, which is you know always a good thing. And she she kind of pursued me, kind of uh, I don't want to say hard, but she made her intentions known. You know, she gave me some very very bold signals, right? So finally, after after you know this went on for a minute, we go out on our first date or whatever. And I don't know what I did wrong. Don't know what I said wrong. Don't know what happened. But after that, it was like, and we remain friends. We're still friends or friendly. Um, mm-hmm. And I've asked her several, and she 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 swore up and down she could not remember what it was that mm. the, what happened that uh, time. She remember, whatever. Nah. If so, it was that dramatic to so. turn her around that quickly, to she put you in the friend zone. She just don't, she right. just don't want to tell you what it is. But it, she's, she's I mean, afraid to hurt your feelings. You know. Hurt my feelings more than going out with me once, and then you know what I'm saying. It's, it, right. You know, I have a feeling. I think I know what it is. Which is what do you think? It, it doesn't really bother me too much because I don't think we were compatible. You know, after I found out some stuff about her, so I, it wasn't like I was like really digging her or anything. But I was just curious to me that how she did a, a 180 so fast. I think it had to do with she was one of those um, those people who love dogs like 
um, insanely like love dogs. Like I love dogs like a normal person. Like rescue dogs and no, 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 no. I mean like 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 her dog. Like she put her dog above her man. Like that kind of like a dog is like a child. Like crazy. Like you know, like if it's between the dog and and her husband, then the dog, (laughs) then the husband's got to go. That kind of that kind of craziness or whatever. And I I think that's what it was. I'm not for sure, but that's that's my sense uh, because I was like, I'm like, what? (laughs) Really? You know. So, but anyway, it, ask your best friend. Maybe <laughs> she won't tell you, but the best friend knows. I don't even know who that is. Oh. Did, did this girl ever go out with Michael Vick? <laughs> uh, do, so, do you guys? You know, you're all good-looking guys. Do you, Do you think that you've Thank been you. the beneficiaries of women who maybe weren't initially attracted to you, but gave you, you know, they let you spit the game to them, and then you ended up in a relationship? Do, that happened yesterday. So. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I mean, yeah, that 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 that's happened when you know, mm-hmm. you know, uh, God, I watched it go from I watched it go from sixty to zero in five point five seconds. And I couldn't I I couldn't think of what to say. I I got I got dumbfounded, and uh, she's like, "Oh, well, I gotta go." You <laughs> see, ya. so you're actually re- describing the opposite of what she's asking. She's asking, "Did had you ever met someone who?" wasn't into you but over time oh, she that what you said? Yeah. Oh, okay. Well, then, never mind. <laughs> yeah, I've never experienced that. Uh, I've only had the reverse. I've never had the the flip side. It's either she was into me from the beginning or she was never into me. So I think I, women are I've pretty never. fast. I think uh, women within 5 to 15 minutes know whether that's why all these movies where these friends get together you know and and you're going to spend 250 dollars on lobster and wine and you know all this stuff and she's already made up her mind in that first 15 minutes and i think uh, the flip side of that is guys are pretty slow guys take about 90 days to like flip that switch on for the most part i mean yes which switch you yes yes (laughs) well the looks the looks thing you're flipping on instantly like in in milliseconds right right Right. but whether or not you want to continue on with this person it takes a while i i you know i think i think men put up a lot of roadblocks to get in a relationship whereas women put up a lot of roadblocks to get into sex right to get you to you know to have sex with you to to answer your question earlier i have had that happen too where i was like oh no we're just friends and then suddenly there's you know uh, uh, there's uh behavior that indicates otherwise Mm -hmm. and then you know after it, then suddenly it's. I mean, she she. I mean, I've gotten mixed messages. Mm-hmm, it's more mm-hmm. like she is like we're just friends, and then like, hey, you know, mm-hmm. are you coming over? Are you mm-hmm. coming over? And then it's like, oh, what are you doing? You know, right, it, right, it's, right. It's, it's so it yeah. It, uh, so I, I I've had I've had both, and I, I really believe that you know she was insane, but <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, I, I so I've had that too, where where I've grown on somebody. Well, for me, when it when it comes to women, I've never had. I've always missed one of the C's, and that's the confidence. So I've never like I've never approached a woman uh, and continued the approach if I didn't get a green green light. So if I if mm-hmm. I stepped to a woman, you know, right. asked her her name right. or whatever, and she just dismissed me in any way, I was done. That was it. So I I was never one of those guys that would continue to being, pursue, yeah, being, to pursue, yeah, pursue, being pursue, persistent until yeah. you got to the point that you like me. If you put up the, the stop sign, I was on to the next one. Right. Yeah. 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 Well, it, it, I it, hear you. And, you know, there's a case of the restraining order as well. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh. 
I have some very uh, practical tips in the book for men on how to gain confidence. And I say, you have, uh, you have to practice just like practicing the piano or practicing a sport or whatever. You can't just get out there and just like assume that it's just going to happen and fall from the sky. So I say put the woman aside, really, because it has nothing to do with women. Con- the confidence gene has nothing to do with women. Talk to that it guy. Has to we're, do, we're, we're married. It has to do from <laughs> <Too late laughs> <for us>. <laughs> <laughs> It has to do from within. Have a vial of oxytocin. <laughs> <laughs> make them love you. Um, so, I'm going to make you love me. An oxytocin roofie. That's so wrong. So love wrong. potion number 10. Yeah. <laughs> number. I think name is going to so, run out to CVS after this show. So I think um, one of the greatest ways to do this is men often define themselves by who they are and what they do. So if you have passion about your work or your job, or if that's not the case, then find something to have passion in. You know, whether it's playing a sport or uh, musicality or physicality or like or my, whatever, find or my something. Hermit lifestyle. Right? <laughs> uh, be the best and biggest hermit out there. I mean, it's like I you think know. He is. <laughs> He's like check. <laughs> so yeah, there's there's ways to improve the confidence, and then hopefully that confidence that you build up internally, then you let that spill over to the woman. So when you finally go to approach her, mm-hmm. you know you know you've got game in this mm-hmm. other area, and that translates. Women can see that, mm-hmm. and conversely, they can uh, sense the fear if that confidence is not there. I I, I totally agree with that. I think that. Um, you know, I've definitely given guys a chance that came with a lot more confidence. Mm-hmm. And and guys that are attractive, well, physically attractive, but lack confidence, it's not sexy at all. Yeah. But I think that, again, I think that's advice that's accurate for both genders. I think that women gain confidence from mastering, you know, something that they have passion about. And it's the same thing. Like, when I feel better about myself, when I feel more confident, when things are going well in my career or in my, you know, side passions, you know, I feel like I attract more men and I, my, my dating life is better. So I think that that's advice that is not as gender neutral, you know, to, to, to build your own confidence by like being passionate about your own life, being passionately engaged in your own life. I'm passionately angry about my life. (laughs) (laughs) And it often takes time to, to build that passion, you know, as an 18 year old woman, you know, with this, uh, How'd you know I was stu- an eighteen-year-old woman? This, stu- this study that you were talking about, you know, at an eighteen-year-old college girl, she's not going to have those building blocks that are going to give her that solid confidence. Not at all. I mean, unless you know, she always well, she wanted to have be, some nice-looking building you know, blocks. Though you know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> no, I didn't get confidence until I was definitely into my thirties, yeah. like into them, and so. Um, really? Yeah. So your your uh, physical appearance didn't give you confidence when you were younger? Oh my gosh, not at all. I thought I thought I was the ugliest thing ever. I had no confidence in my looks. I feel way more attractive now than I was in my 20s or teens. Is that right? Mhm. And um well, I didn't know you in your 20s or teens, so maybe you're right. No, I mean, I, <laughs> <laughs> a late starter. I, mean, I, get, I get confidence from something as simple as putting on a killer pair of shoes, putting on that dress that 
just which fits is funny because like a, a guy will never notice those. You know, I mean, or having your mm, hair done, and it's like per- you know. Absolutely. So there are certain sure. things that you know, in addition to following you know your right. heart and career and all Absolutely. that kind of stuff, there are things that are are instant pick me uppers. Right. I mean, I'm a feminist, but I'm also a girly girl, right? Like I do makeup, I do hair, I do the whole nine, and you know, those are lipstick feminist. She's a feminine feminist. I am. I am a feminine feminist. <laughs> I like lipstick feminists. <laughs> But, um, Actually, she's a lip gloss feminist. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> true, true. That is more accurate. Um, yeah. the, the book was written primarily for the dating man. But as you'll get later into the book, that, that towards the end of the book, um, you know, a lot of these traits can and, and are applied to married men as well. So you've got the relationship, and the, then the question is, how do you keep that spark going? Right. How do you get her to fall in love with you every day? So... Let me know when you get to, to those chapters. Cause, yeah, I can't uh, wait, there to, is, there I can't is wait to read the rest more of the book. In, in you. fact, I think yeah. I'm going to read it with my wife. I think she'll right. enjoy Aww. it, too. Show off. And on that, <laughs> on that note, um, I'm gonna read it to you know, <laughs> I do speak to men because that's my platform. That's my moniker is the men's advocate. And I do get a lot of hate, hate mail from the women. And I to those, to those women, yeah, wait till you get I would that say, Amber's going to put together for you. To those women, exactly. what I would say is just because I'm speaking to the men, it's my mission and goal to heal the men and get them back on the right track that eventually if if i feel that if you heal the men they will treat women better that's how this works and if you treat women better they're more apt to treat the children better so it is full circle and it is helping you know all three of these the male female and the children elevate so even though i'm i'm directly talking to men it, it does have a ripple effect. And it's probably the men that need the most help. I mean, I, this, yes. this is probably a stereotype, too, but it seems to me that women do relationships better than we do. They do. Yeah. They I do. don't agree with that. Not at all. <laughs> <laughs> I'm with you, Dino. And plus, how can they do them better if we're so, I mean, what, you're talking about lesbian relationships? <laughs> no, I, what I mean is that uh, women are, and I know this is a generalization, I don't think it's so much a stereotype, but it certainly is a, a generalization, is that women, um, I think they're better at interpersonal communication. I think. Oh, I knew, I knew it. I was waiting for that. I was waiting for that. You know what? You've been sold a bill of goods, my brother, and all everybody else bites on that. That is that is a big misnomer. I don't need a, a study or research or anything else to tell me this. Women get way too much credit for being good communicators. And just like I tell them, just because they run their mouths all day does not mean that they're communicating effectively. Because there's two different things. And just because they're talking all the time does not mean they're communicating. And that's what they do. They talk a whole lot. But they're not always communicating. And they're definitely not always doing it effectively. I know. Um, I know. Uh, it, and, and, that's sorry. a valid point, And I agree <laughs> with you. Yeah. I know uh, John Gray talks about that a lot in, in his uh, Men and Venus series. Is, is that women and men speak different languages. Right. Uh, men are more direct. Women are more... Uh, They're dropping more the into, hints and dropping into, the clues right, right. and They're talking the around the bush. And, yeah. yeah. And, they think there's, and they think they're being perfectly clear. Right. Uh, a friend of mine recently divorced, and she said, uh, uh, you, know, the, the, you know, the man's always the last to know uh, because <laughs> he couldn't pick up on the fact that she was unhappy. 
Right. And she probably did a whole bunch of stuff that if her girlfriend saw it, they would say, oh, it's obvious that there's something wrong here. Mm -hmm. But if, you know, his male friends, if they saw her exhibit the same behavior, they would have thought, oh, okay, everything's fine. Everything seems to be fine or it seems to be the same. Unless you tell me otherwise. (laughs) I was like, you're making me nervous. I'm thinking everything's fine. Now I'm wondering. I'm I'm misreading all the cues. (laughs) Does she still call you Poppy? (laughs) Every once in a while. You better put on some Bobby Womack. <laughs> <laughs> oh, is that is that the key? Yeah, Bobby Womack. just goes <laughs> with uh, Bobby Womack. <laughs> but you're right. A lot of times, men will draw the uh, assumption that unless you tell me otherwise, I'm just going to assume everything is okay. Mm-hmm. You know, they they want men want to be told mm-hmm. if there is something wrong, they just give me the bottom line. What what is it that I need to do? Yeah. Plus, not only that, a lot of stuff that we get the you know the. Um, you know, we get the rap for women are guilty of, too, when it comes to communicating. Like, uh, you know, if 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 you're dating someone and you're not into them or whatever and you do that thing where you stop calling or whatever. Women do that, too. Absolutely. They they they're they're they are just as uncomfortable with uncomfortable conversations as men and will avoid them just as much as men. But for whatever reason, we get the rap for that and they don't. You know, and this whole communication thing, we get the rap for it and they don't where, you know, they're not all that when it comes to communication. They're not all that we've been told. They're not all that the rep suggests. It is just not true. You know, I agree with you, Dino. I think that um, women and men certainly communicate, you know, different styles. But I think the effectiveness level is probably comparable. I mean, I think people in general lack insight into their own behavior as well as that of other folks, right? And mm-hmm. people in general avoid confrontation and drama and conflict, and that's just human nature. So, yes. And all of my, um, yeah, I can. I have, don't want to talk about this now. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I think denial is stronger than <laughs> than testosterone. <laughs> well, it is a big river. <laughs> Talking about insight into behavior, um, a lot of women ask me, well, you know, what's in it for women women with this book? Mm -hmm. And to that end, I say, it's a mirror. Mm. Because a lot of women don't... acknowledge their their processes and their behaviors they just don't know mm-hmm. they do certain actor actions but they don't know how the man is perceiving that action and his reaction to it mm-hmm. so the book is a big giant mirror like this is what you're doing and once you have that awareness that level of awareness of what you're doing then you can kind of weed out and change some of the bad behavior that's not going over too well with the guys right. so it's motivating yeah yeah, I think so. I think so. It's, it's great. I tell you, one of the things, just switching gears a little bit here, that uh, I found fascinating in the book was the, um, is the, the, is it cortical? Cortical reaction? Yes. I found that fascinating. It is pretty spicy, isn't I it? I found that fascinating. Yep. The cortical reaction, guys, is, okay, we know that, you know, the, the female has the egg and the sperm has the X, Y, and that's what determines the sex of the child, right? Well, that's not the whole story. That's only part of the story. And what Linda talks about in the book is that it's actually the female who decides the sex of the child um, by whether she accepts or rejects the X or Y uh, sperm. 
So even though the male sperm, you know, is doing the swimming, is, is doing the swimming, it's up to her whether she's going to accept that swimmer or not. So, um, it's, so it's, does the egg accept or reject the sperm based on the chromosome? Based on no, based on the woman's personality. Like if she's a dominant woman, then it's more likely that she's going to accept a male sperm versus a female. She wants it to. Ha- she wants the. Nature wants the dominant woman to have a male son versus a female. So what you're saying is Amber is never going to have a daughter, right? (laughs) (laughs) Is that what you're telling me? (laughs) An army. (laughs) We're going to have an army. (laughs) He's going to give give birth to an army? (laughs) It's basically... An angry militant army. (laughs) It's basically... I'm not angry. I'll I'll cop to militant, but I won't cop to angry. (laughs) They they don't have to go together. Yeah, it's basically for nature to achieve balance because you don't want to have a population of the planet where everyone is alpha, you know, women included. So there's there's got to be a balance, and you don't want to have a population where everyone is docile because that way, if there is a threat, there is a problem. Somebody's got to step up. You can't be both looking at each other, going, "Who's gonna, you know, hit the pavement?" So it's nature's <laughs> way of creating balance. Fascinating. Yeah, that is interesting. Yeah, and there's like there's even more stuff to it than that, and whatever. But yeah, the the whole window, how long the you know the the, the little protection swarm, uh, sperm and all that stuff. That's it was right. Yeah, it was, well, they got sperm running block. Yeah, is yep. that right? they, yeah. Pre- they pretty much do. They, yeah. There are enzymes that dump um, into the situation after the. Male has ejaculated that sperm. He's got the the Navy SEALs, as you were, that's going in the front line. Go, I'm going in, and then he's got the protector sperm behind him that creates Enforcers. that creates a fluid. It creates a, a like a protection layer to prevent some other sperm, some other guy's sperm. It's calcium, right? Yeah. Yeah, the same, like, right. just like the egg. Just like the egg. Like the and chicken it protects, egg. Made out let's calcium. say she had sex with you, and two hours later she had sex with somebody else. Slut. The, the The sperm <laughs> that got there that. first <laughs> is protected by this fluid. This is kind of like amniotic fluid So it's first thing. come, first serve. Huh? Yeah. Yeah, so so <laughs> that way when you can't have one egg impregnated by, by two, two different, different sperms yeah. from two different guys. Right. That would be kind of weird. So, yeah, it's kind of cool. It yeah. is cool. very cool how very nature cool. works. Yeah. And you still don't believe in God, huh, Dino? <laughs> <laughs> nope. <laughs> you? No. <laughs> well, all right. <laughs> That was a topic from another day. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. But, oh, well, Linda, thanks again for coming in. We really appreciate you coming by. And uh, do you have any um, plugs? Give us, give us your plugs. What yes, you? to your um, listeners out there, uh, if they, I also do life coaching, one-on-one life coaching. If they mention the show that they've heard it here, um, I'll give them hey. 15 minutes free on the clock. Cool. And you can find my book, Mastering Women, on Amazon. Just type that into the search box, Ma- Mastering Women. You can find me on Twitter, which is DT4M, which is short for Dating Tips for Men, the number four. And my website is themensadvocate.com. That's themensadvocate.com. All right. And Damon's got a book, Mastering Baiting. (laughs) (laughs) It's a very old book. I started writing it in junior high school. And very sticky. Yeah. (laughs) 
All right. With that, we're uh, going to go ahead and go to break. We'll be back after this. The Shiznit. The Shiznit. The Shiznit. Okay, and we're back. And guess what? It is time for another edition of the Gossip Game, and uh, or Rumors and Bullshit, as uh, I like to call it. And Linda's going to hang out with us and uh, be the first guest to, to hang out and play the game with us. So cool. Uncle? All right, let's do it. The Shiznit. The Shiznit. The Shiznit. Wait, wait. Whether you call it the Gossip Game or Rumors and Bullshit, it's time to step your tabloid game up, people, and let's get it cracking. Uncle will read what seems like 396 stories ripped straight from the tabloid headlines, and we will have to pick which one he ripped straight from his straight from his straight from his yeah, I, I, before we get into the game, I have a bone to pick, whatever. Uh, we, we debuted my my little production and stuff on that last game or last show or whatever. No one said anything about it. And, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm a little hurt. It was masterful. I'm a little hurt by that. <laughs> but whatever. What did you, well, know, you think of that, like, that, that intro no. to the game, Linda? You'll get an honest opinion from her, I'm sure. The, the little audio clip that we just heard? Yes. Yes. I like it. Thank you. I like it. So do you feel like you understand the rules of the game? I'm not convinced, no. but. <laughs> <laughs> I, can't, I can't say that. <laughs> I, 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 I like. But I it like, was catchy, memorable. But. Yeah, I like the intro and I like your hair. So. <laughs> <laughs> no, I need a haircut. He just had a haircut. I got in my bar. Okay, go ahead. Tell him how to, how to play the game. All right, so this, uh, this game is the, uh, the rumors and bullshit game. And uh, the way it's played is this. is uh, I will uh, tell you all four different stories. Three of them were actually reported in the media, some media outlet. Uh, one of them I've just made up off the top of my head or taken a real story from the media and, and uh, changed the celebrity. So your job is to figure out which of the four stories is the phony one. Got it? All right, story number one has to do with uh, Birdman. <clears throat> also known as uh, Brian Williams. He is the head of Cash Money Records. And uh, we actually, the last gossip game, we talked about uh, Jay-Z and his uh, foray into uh, athletic agency. Yes. Well, Birdman's been trying to do that same thing for, for a minute as well. He actually started up a company called Cash Money Sports. Uh, unfortunately, though, he hasn't been able to convince any athletes to come sign up with him. So... <laughs> <clears throat> um, what he, uh, what he is doing, and this story is, in fact, directly related to the Jay-Z story, he has decided to give up, and I don't know what these assets are, but he's decided to give up the assets of Cash Money Sports to Jigga in exchange for Jigga's interest in the Nets that he uh, gave up in order to pursue his own sports agency business. That is story number one. Hmm. Story number two is that uh, Floyd... Mayweather is a gangster. Mm, mm. He uh, <laughs> he uh, accused two men working for him of stealing some jewelry from him. And rather than you know going to the cops or filling out an insurance claim form, <laughs> he had some of his posse gather these dudes up, take them to a secluded place, and beat the hell out of them with 
pipes and baseball bats and uh the apparently the beating was so bad that these guys could have could have died uh fortunately wow. for them and fortunately for floyd i think huh. uh they they both survived uh but uh lesson from that story if you believe it's true is don't steal nothing from money mayweather because he will kick that ass or pay somebody to kick that ass yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh story number three has to do with uh our good friend justin bieber justin bieber um uh, has uh, had a home here in the Los Angeles area for, for quite some time, and apparently he's done with us. Uh, he uh, had a, a home in Calabasas that he sold to none, none other than Khloe Kardashian, uh, making a nice uh, profit from that sale. Uh, but he also owned the real estate next door to that home, and he had been holding <coughs> on to that for a while, and he's now relinquished that. So he, he no longer owns any real estate here in Los Angeles, and I guess uh, he's either headed to uh, Atlanta or maybe back to uh, his homeland, Canada. That is story number three. He's some boring stories. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, I can only make up one of them, bro. <laughs> <laughs> uh, story number four has to do with uh, Chris Brown. The... Uh, the enterprising young dancer singer uh, who uh, beat up Rihanna when they were dating, um, as a condition of his—I uh, don't know if it was parole or probation or whatever—but as a condition of his case, he was required to attend uh, a Malibu rehab facility for 90 days of anger management therapy. And he had actually previously been to another uh, rehab. some cocaine management therapy. Yeah, he's got, he's got issues. He had been to a previous uh, facility and had gotten kicked out. And they, accept, they uh, then accepted him at the uh, Malibu rehab facility. And he recently got kicked out of there as well. Which means that <laughs> Brother Brown is uh, on his way to jail for quite some time. So that is story number four. Um, so who wants to go first in uh, ferreting out my bullshit? Let's let our guests go first. So the premise is one of these four stories is false? Yes. All, uh, no, no. That's, that's where it well, confused yeah, let me. Let me, me. Th- th- four, three of the stories were actually reported in the media. Okay. One of them I just Reported. Made that's the key word. It's not whether it's true or not. It's whether if it was actually reported. Okay. Right. That's the focus. Right. So you've got it out of the four stories that I, I gave you, you've got to figure out which one uh, I made up off the top of my head hmm. and didn't find in the media somewhere. You want a brief recap of the stories? I don't know if uh, I, I heard Bieber is selling his house. I heard Bieber is <laughs> to the East Coast. I didn't hear anything about Chloe buying it. Um, I don't know if she's got that kind of bucks to buy it on her own. She barely scraped it together when she was with Lamar, and Lamar was making a pretty sizable salary. So I don't know if I believe that part of that story. Story number four, um, like if you can't go to rehab, that means you go back to jail. I, I don't I don't know about that. I'm sure there's some rehab facility that will take him. <coughs> so I'm not sure about that one either. So you think two of the stories are false. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you got to um, narrow it down to one. Uh, what, what, what was number one and number two, briefly? Uh, the first one had to do with uh, 
uh, Birdman, the owner of Cash Money Records, who had tried to start up a sports agency that couldn't, he couldn't get anybody to sign up, so he gave over his assets in the sports agency, whatever they are, yeah. to Jay-Z, who also is a rapper that started up a sports agency. Yeah. And uh, the other story had to do with uh, Floyd Mayweather, who's a prize-fighting champion boxer, Right. who uh, accused some men in his camp of stealing f- some ju- jewelry from him. And rather than going through the authorities, he decided to have his homies beat the hell out of him. Mm. Taking notes from O.J., I guess, in the Florida case. <laughs> <laughs> O.J. would have been better off if he had hired someone. He tried to do it himself. <laughs> That's where he went wrong. Right. Um, hmm. I'm, I don't know. I'm gonna, we'll come back to I'm going to discount number four, I think. Okay, so her choice is number four. That's the uh, Floyd Mayweather? No, Mm-mm. that's Floyd Mayweather's number two. Yeah. What story number four? It's Chris mm-hmm. Brown. Chris oh, Chris Brown? Brown? Yeah. Okay. All right, so Linda thinks the Chris Brown story is the phony one. Dino? Number two. Which one is that? Floyd Mayweather. Yeah, okay. Amber? I'm going with number one. Which one was that? The Birdman Sports Agency. Okay. All right. And the man who will certainly get the right answer. Oh, oh God, no. <laughs> um, see, I, I want to go number two, but it's, 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 it's it sound it, it sounded like it, I was watching Amber while you were reading number two, and she was nodding her head like she knows the story already. What story number two? Uh, that was uh, Floyd, Floyd Mayweather. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. Well, I don't have a number. You got an early onset. <laughs> <laughs> Lay off the medical marijuana. <laughs> Just say no. <laughs> At least till after the show. <laughs> so I, I, or at least share. <laughs> puff, puff, pass. <laughs> uh, uh, so I, I think I saw Amber nodding her head during oh. that story. So, <laughs> so I, I think it's I think it's true. I'm basing because I, I don't know, but I think Amber heard the story, or she's trying to trip me up. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Number one is I, I, as much sports as I read, I, I think I would have heard that one, uh, or, or read read about that one. Is it the Birdman one? No, that's yes. Uh, yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. Birdman. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was thinking of the, uh, the the white basketball player, the white tattooed basketball right. player. But yeah, um, <laughs> the other Birdman. Yeah. yeah. You've been getting in uh, mustache and medical marijuana? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, who do you think gave it to you? Uh, I took my cut. I learned something from Kenji. Um, uh, Well, you know, it's not the end of the world if I get it wrong. I'm going to go with... Come on, think about it. You've got to get this right, man. You've got a reputation to protect. Uh, (laughs) I don't know. The the Floyd Mayweather thing sounds like something out of uh, the uh, uh, casino movie. Um... If you uh, guess wrong, you know you're going to hear. <laughs> you don't want to hear that, do you? That's better than hearing. <laughs> <laughs> uh, number uh, number one. Who's that? Birdman? Birdman. Birdman. Yeah. You think that's the phony story? Yeah. All right. And you also picked that one, right, uh, Amber? Wait, Dino didn't go yet. Oh, yeah, I did yeah, go. Yeah, you did. Oh, you're you right. He said number two. two. Yeah, that's right. Sorry. Dino and Amber have it right. The uh, bullshit story was the Birdman story. He actually does have... Oh, Damon. Damon got it right. Oh, yeah, Damon and and Amber got it right. Birdman actually does have a sports agency called uh, Cash Money Sports. And, as a matter of fact, uh, contrary to my story that he hasn't been able to find any uh, athletes to represent, he did recently sign uh, Mike Evans from Texas A&M. Oh, Hmm. there you go. Okay. And and the creator of, uh, of Good Times. And, and, the, and the original Lionel from the Jeffersons. <laughs> Mike Evans. 
Well, that's it for this week's edition of Rumors and Bullshit. See you next time, and I'll leave you with this. Out of the abundance of the ass, the tabloid speaks. The Shiznit. The Shiznit. The Shiznit. Okay, well, uh, that wraps up another edition of The Shiznit. And uh, thank you all for listening. Thank you all for tuning in. Drop by our Facebook page. Give us some likes. Drop by our website, theshiznitshow.com. Look around. Explore. Give us a call. Leave us a voicemail at uh, 424-261-4878. And uh, maybe we'll play your uh, voicemail on the show. All right? Well, we'll get with you next time. Holla at your boy. Hey, from all of our crew to listeners like you, we just want to say thank you for tuning in to another episode of The Shitsnit. And don't forget to tell your friends about our podcast. Check out our Facebook page. Give us a like. You can find us under The Shitsnit. And if you want to tweet, join us on Twitter at The Shitsnit Show. You can also write to us at The Shiznit Show at gmail.com. Send us your questions and your comments. And don't forget to give us five stars on Stitcher and iTunes. So, that is a wrap. Until next time, farewell from the Red Rock Studios in Los Angeles, California, from The Shiznit.